Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hello, and welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen, and I'm joined today by Jenica Woodbury. Jenica, welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we are grateful to have you, and I'm really excited about the topic we're going to be talking about today. So today we're going to dive in and talk about connecting with other women. As a mom, I know it can feel so isolating, and this is something I hear over and over from women, this idea of just being alone in motherhood and wanting deeper friendships. And so I love where we're going with this conversation, but before we dive in, will you just take a minute and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, I am a mom of four daughters. My oldest is 12 and my youngest is in first grade. Now I was having a slight identity crisis that I'm not a young mom with little kids, (laughs) but now I've I just, it's a good stage. I really love it. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Okay. Awesome. There are so many transitions in motherhood, aren't there? You know, just like first to to motherhood in general, and then you are a young mom for a long time. And then now you're a school age mom. I am on the other end of that where I have two who have left. And so now I'm, you know, they're leaving the nest and that's a whole different thing to get your mind around. So I get what you're saying there. Yeah. We um, may just have to foster a couple of babies. That's another big part of my life is oh. I, um, I work at uh, Utah foster care and I love, um, including others in that work. And I think it's important, but that's not what we're going to talk about. We could go right to the good stuff. Yes. Oh, but that's so cool <laughs> that you do that. I love that you do that. So yeah, let's do talk then about connecting with other moms and friendships. So to start off with, why is connecting with other moms part of a simpler mom life? Oh, if you have someone that you feel comfortable with to get through hard times, that is so beneficial. And so it's just a necessary part of raising um, kids is just strengthening that village. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. You know, I think for me, I recently have been going through some things and my husband's been traveling and my husband and I are really close. We talk a lot and I've noticed with him gone, how strong that need is for me to connect with other women. And I really have had to, I've really seen the need very clearly, um, in this time in my life. Um, so we know we need it, what keeps us from doing it? What are some of the things that hold us back from connecting with other women? Um, Past experiences. Sometimes you'll put yourself out there and it, it's just, it can be uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, And it doesn't, you'll put a lot of effort into something. And sometimes it just, you don't click or the time (laughs) is really a huge part. Um, I read a statistic Um, from Brooke Romney, actually, she was talking about how it takes 40 to 60 hours to create a casual friendship and like 200 to get to that real deep, close friendship. Hmm. That feels so, and it, it, it really is impossible to just have that happen naturally, unless you're intentional about it. And so I'm so excited to talk about a lot of ways that that can 
go from feeling impossible to very doable. Yeah. That's a really interesting statistic. Yeah. It, it feels like, okay, but that can't be true. Cause I feel like I can make a friend and you know, in a couple hours, it's like, oh yeah, they're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, that really can be the case. Um, it can be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like supercharged. <laughs> it can be, um, exaggerated where you can make friendships a lot faster than that. But I think for a lot of, um, just different cultures, it just does take a long time to really connect with people. Yeah. I think that's interesting because looking at those numbers, I can see, I'm thinking of one particular woman I met when I was in Costa Rica, my son and I did a trip and I met this woman who lived who we met in Costa Rica and she lives pretty close to me in California. And it, on this trip, we really had a connection. She was so nice. And I was like, Oh, this lady is going to be my friend. It, it was a very situational friendship. However, when we came home, we've texted once or twice. And then that was it. I haven't connected with her at all. And I think that there can be that, um, that initial friendship, right? Like that initial connection, like, oh, we could be friends, but then to really deepen a friendship, I, I think these numbers, you know, have some validity that to really consider someone your friend who you can share with in a natural way um, is going to take it's going to take some time. So I think that's really good. So how then do we do it? Let's go ahead then and talk about what are your top three tips for real connection with moms to really make those deep friendships? Okay. Awesome. Um, the first tip we'll talk about is setting up routines for getting together using common interests as your glue. That's going to help with getting those hours in without like cutting out 90% of the effort. Um, and then we'll talk next about keeping it simple and just showing up. And lastly, we will talk about just being vulnerable. That's a really key part. So we'll wrap it up with the really good deep stuff. Perfect. Okay. So routines, talk to us about routines. I love routines. How does this fit into the whole framework of connection? Okay, I have the chills. I feel like this is so important. <laughs> so there are things that we want to get better at, um, whether it's getting healthier through exercise or just getting outside a little bit more or reading or taking um, your kids to do the things. There's just so many desires that we have. And there is definitely someone out there that wants to do that with you. <laughs> and so finding that person that also has that same interest um, and just rather than like, oh, let's do that once, just plan a time that works well for you. Look at your schedules and say, let's do it every Tuesday and Thursday, you know, and just, you've made that decision once and then just keep showing up. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, um, in the next tip, but let's talk a little bit about some examples of some great routines that I've personally seen work for me or others that they just feel like passionate. It's not just like, oh, it's a general idea. Yeah. But um, I had to move away from my favorite place. I live in Southern Utah, where there's tons of sun. And I had to move up to the cold in the pandemic time. And I was like, oh, this is not going to be easy to make friends. I'm going to move to a neighborhood. I don't know anyone in this area. This sounds challenging. Luckily, there was already a workout group in my neighborhood happening three times a week. And 
I was so thankful that made the biggest difference. Sure, they met at 6 a.m. and I did not like that time. <laughs> but um, that is something that just made a huge difference. Within a few weeks, I felt like I knew these women and I had friends. So exercise groups are going to be super easy um, to find usually. Um, Facebook searches are going to be really helpful to find whatever it is you're into, whether um, you want to do a craft group or I actually do a salad group. Um, that a one salad group. What's that? Yeah. We'll jump off on that tangent. So, um, every other week I invite, I have to invite a lot of people to f- end up finding my little group. Um, but I mean, I, it's open to everyone, but, yeah. um, we have some diehard salad lovers and they come every other week. And then I just have people pop in and out. Um, we have a sign up genius and everybody will sign up for three ingredients to contribute to a large salad bar. And my kitchen Island becomes a salad bar with diced tomatoes and cilantro and black beans with taco seasoning on them and chicken and feta and sliced onions. And you come home with four good hearty salads that you can eat for lunch later. Wow. That's so fun. So they come and then they make them, they assemble them at your house Mm -hmm. and then they bring them home. Exactly. And then there's always like four, you know, like a fourth a cup of corn left. And so at the, like, we just kind (laughs) of like make a random salad. That's always like, okay, this is Asian taco. Yeah. (laughs) Delicious. And then we just sit and visit and it does kind of bring um, I don't know, just like-minded women together and we are able to connect and it is a routine. I don't even have to think about it. Oh, when are we going to do another one? I just do it every other week yeah. and people just sign up and they come when they can and it's been awesome. So, um, That's cool. I love, um, this idea I've done similar, you know, with the common interesting. So, going on walks. We had a walking group where I used to live and it was just a set time. It was at the school drop-off. So we would drop off the kids and meet on the corner where we dropped the kids off from school. A lot of us had strollers and we'd push the younger ones in the strollers. And then just like you, I moved during the pandemic. And so when I moved, there was a book club in my new area. And so I thought, okay, that's, I'm going to go to book club to meet people because I like reading and we'll go to the book club and, and meet some new people. And so that's a once a month thing and it happens regularly. Mm-hmm. So I love this. It's on the calendar. It helps it to happen. Doesn't it rather yeah. than like, mm-hmm. Oh, I need time for friends, but where am I going to fit it in? Yeah. Yep. There's so many good examples. I'll name off a few others. When I was a younger mom with like little toddlers and really just needed more social interaction, I I would go and every other week I had a close friend, we would just clean together. Let's do the blinds. Let's just clean our kitchen. And um, sometimes we would plan on doing a meal prep together. We'd say, okay, I've got three meals that are kind of sounding good or maybe a couple options. Which one sounds better to you? I would buy double the ingredients. She would do the same. Hey, which of these options, you know, send a Pinterest recipe or whatever. Um, and I'll say, oh, let's do that one. And then she'd buy double the ingredients. So we'd prep them together. And then we'd come home with two meals that are kind of ready to cook. And um, yeah, there's just so many, like you kind of have to be a little bit creative and a little bit vulnerable. We'll get to that again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, okay, every other week we plan on doing it um, preschool swaps, um, like childcare swaps every, you know, 
you could get really complicated and that I did that once and it was like the most beautiful liberating thing when you like put the time in ahead of to do a, a co-op uh let's see a babysitting co-op we had yes. someone that was available every single day that you could just say okay you're planning on babysitting toddlers I'm gonna bring them and we had tickets and it was beautiful <laughs> it's just so a way cool. to to connect and to help each other out and to um yeah kind of meet each other's needs Yeah. You know, a common thread I'm hearing with a lot of these routines are there are things that you, yes, you're, you're getting the social in, but often there are things that you need anyway, right? You want to eat a healthy salad for lunch. You want to work out, you want to, um, you need to cook dinner for your family or clean. And so it's, it's almost taking those routines of things that you want to do anyway, and adding a friend into it. And then that becomes, that's so cool because it's like, uh, both, you know, two birds with one stone kind of thing, but also it allows you to stick to it. It's not like, it's not like going to a concert or, you know, something that's really fun and not that, not that anyone's discouraging that that's good too, but it's harder to make it happen in real life. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like a big thing. Whereas this is, Hey, I got my blinds clean today and I did it with a friend. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So a uh, example just last week, one last one, we can move on, but, um, I was so dreading. I had grown these onions in our garden that I feel like gardening is like a way to connect with people. Cause you're always mm. going to have extra of whatever. And yeah. so there's a <laughs> plug for actually starting a garden if you've wanted to do that, but I had all these onions and they are delicious. They're really good. Crispy, just like such great onions. However, a lot of them are small and they're so tedious. And I was just like looking, I harvested them and they were starting to like sprout again. I'm like, oh, I need to handle this. I do not want to, but this is a mindless task. So I called up some of my old friends and just said, hey, let's all get together and let's all chop onions and you can take some home and, you know, just take whatever you chop and then we can just get this handled and done. And Sure, we invited four of us and only one could come, but it was wonderful. I love the one-on-one is often um, the best. So that's so cool. Well, I love that, that it's, it's, it's work. That was work. And yet adding in a friend makes it fun. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't want to stop. I'm like, oh, you have to go. Okay. See you later. This is, we're all like crying with our friends. Of course. Good time. <laughs> yes. Okay. I love it. So number two is to keep it simple. What do you mean by that? Um, so sometimes we feel like it needs to be an elaborate like book club or we want to do a witch's night out and I, you feel like you have to decorate and just go all out to yeah. gather women together. But often the best way to just really connect is to say, hey, you know, someone's passing by and they're, maybe you're on a walk, they're out weeding, just sit and weed for a little while, or just, it's just the very simple things. We don't need to go to any, anything elaborate, just show up. Um, I, I see this thread. So Facebook knows me and knows that I care about connecting with women. I don't have any sisters, I guess, maybe that's why, but Um, So Facebook will feed me all these Facebook posts in groups where women are lonely um, and a a common thing we see though is there are a lot of opportunities to connect and it 
it is so much, it feels so hard to get there to show yeah. up. And so they, they just don't actually show up. And it really is simple. You don't need to create all, you know, the, all those things I talked about, a salad group. Um, there are, <laughs> there are opportunities out there that somebody's already invented the wheel. And so just supporting them is so meaningful. Like I, I'm just so grateful that we do have people that will, will come and, and to show up and then that happens. But um, some things that are kind of overlooked would be like PTA. I didn't think that would be something I'd be interested in, but I showed up to a meeting and I felt such connection with women that I, my first impressions were like, yeah, we're not going to be friends. And then they ended up being my best friend. And so PTA or PTOs are going to be everywhere at your school. Um, there's going to be a hiking group or some kind of exercise group that you can find in a local Facebook group. Um, if you ask the question, um, craft groups, church activities, just show up to the things that are already happening. Yeah. So, you know, what I love about that so much is that sometimes we, we look at ourselves and we say, um, you know, I'm not that person who's going to host a salad group. That's not me. I'm not going to call everybody. I'm not going to do all of this, but I love number two. It's kind of for, for the rest of us, for the ones who mm -hmm. don't want to be the host, just come. And I can say for a lot of my life, I've been, I've been that person. I've been the salad host you know, the salad host -ess. Yeah, I've been the one hosting the group. I, I love to gather people just like you. And that's something that I love to do. But like you said, sometimes people it's hard, you know, you invite four to come and cut onions with you and you get one. And so this number two makes the world go around. Like you need both. You need people to, to come up with the plans and to invite everybody, but also you need people to come. And I think that it's really interesting um, all the reasons that we tell ourselves we can't go or we can't do something. Mm -hmm. um, any tips for those moms who who find themselves, and these are probably like the women who you're mentioning who make these posts on Facebook, like I'm lonely. And yet when it comes time for that PTA meeting or that, you know, salad um, night, salad event, they don't go. There's something they don't feel ready. They, for whatever reason, what would you say to those women who just are having a hard time showing up? First of all, I, I understand that so deeply, honestly, I am an extrovert as you can see. Um, but I, I feel that too. And I, so I recognize that it, it's like a big workout and it is, it's worth it. It's going to feel really hard. Um, and your past experiences, I mentioned sometimes you've, you've gone to the thing and it wasn't your people. It's going to take a lot of time. Um, and just a lot of different, you know, you just need to keep trying and keep showing up. Um, and just, um, yeah, just get yourself out there. That's the hardest part is to get yourself out the door and just know that it will pay off. This is something we all need. It's just like getting good rest. Um, and just, just keep trying. Yeah. I think that's really good. It almost is like you're doing the reps, you know, you might not, it, it might not be your people, but you're going to go next time. And maybe that time will, and it mm -hmm. might take a little bit of, of trying on different things. I think it's important to remember too, that if, if you go somewhere and if you put yourself out there and you go to the PTA and those aren't your people, that that's not a reflection on you. 
Totally. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I've, I've come to a lot of things that I, you know, you, it's, it's an exercise where you will learn from each experience. So even yes. if you don't have a good time, um, I've found that I don't love going out to dinner with a large group of women. Um, and I just, I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, it's, you will learn from each experience and it's a workout that just got to just keep going. Yeah, that's so good. Okay. Number three, probably the most difficult of all is be vulnerable. Tell us what you mean by that. So we all have this basic need that we need to feel heard and understood. And you can't really know someone if they're not opening up about some of those like important things about themselves, their hard times. And so it's, it's just a, a key a key part to bonding with someone else is to just be open and real. Um, a huge part of that is also being a good listener so that the other person feels heard. Um, if you're just listening to respond, it's different than listening to really understand them. And that's a huge part of making a good, genuine connection. And I am really, I have to remind myself so bad, <laughs> um, to listen better. And so that's, been a goal of mine and I'm not very good at it. Honestly, I just want to just talk about everything that's on my mind. And then <laughs> I get to the end, I'm like, Oh, I missed an opportunity to really hear them and understand them. And it would have been so much better if I would just remember to truly listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to do sometimes. I think it's also hard to be vulnerable. It's easier to keep things on the surface a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that goes back to what you said earlier about past experience. If we have an experience where we're vulnerable and it doesn't go well, then mm -hmm. we don't want to yeah. do that again. Right. Totally. So mm -hmm. how do we know when is the right time to really open up and how much is too much and any kind of guidelines or thoughts on, on the, how it all works? Because I think that this is one of those things that we hear a lot, like, okay, be vulnerable. And then when it comes to actually putting it into practice, there's a lot of, well, do I do this? Do I not? Where's the boundary? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Um, so the, the thing that's coming to mind, hopefully this answers your question is I have a friend that I love reaching out to and I'm just feeling like, oh, I, I was like, I just need someone to talk to about this thing that I'm feeling just icky about. Um, Luckily, I have a, a little hack <laughs> that I um, I use Marco Polo so that I'm not just like, hey, I need to talk to you right now. Like, what are you doing? Like, I know that I can be totally vulnerable and take as much time as I need on this app called Marco Polo, where she will get this video message when she has a minute to listen to it. And if I take way too long just going over all the details and she doesn't really have the time. I just know that she has the option to listen at 1.2 speed or 1.5 or <laughs> maybe even two speed and we got it. And I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's something I would recommend. Um, it's a really great app for making real friendships. I had a, such a hard time deciding three tips for making genuine connection. And so I'm going to lump in using tech to your advantage on this okay. vulnerable part because yeah. of, uh, Marco Polo, I feel like, um, I have a daughter that's 12 and she is not great at making new friends. Um, it's something that's just hard for her. And um, she, we just got this 
little phone that has like a few apps and I decided to let her have Marco Polo and that one she feels like she knows some of these girls that are in her neighborhood and she's been able to make really good friendships um just listening to little Marco Polo's back and forth and um yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think that that's really, that's something that I do as well. And I found it's really helpful because, um, for me anyways, it's hard to get on the phone. A lot of times when, when I have time and the person that I want to talk to has time. And sometimes, like you said, you just need to get something off your chest and, um, Marco Polo is a really cool way to do that. And that's something we also use in my coaching groups. And I found the same thing that there is this connection from, because it allows for, you can see facial expressions. Mm -hmm. You can hear the tone of their voice. You're really just sharing your heart and in a safer environment, particularly with coaching, but also, you know, it, with friendship too, it's on a one-to-one -one level. It's not like you going live on Facebook and sharing it with everyone you've ever yeah. met since fifth grade. It's, yeah. it's being vulnerable in an appropriate space in an appropriate time. And it's like you said, the listener can then you know, listen when they are ready emotionally or when they have actual time in their schedule or whatever that looks like. So I think that's a really valuable and practical way to do this. So I love these tips to set up routines and use common interests to keep it simple, just show up, and then to be vulnerable with the added bonus tip in there of use tech to your advantage. I feel like connection is super important. Where can people find you if they want to touch base and connect with you? Um, I have an Instagram account that I don't update very often, but that's a way to connect with me. Um, it's at Jenica Woodbury, um, J-E-N-N-I-C-A, W-O-O-D-B-U-R-Y. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And to finish up, I would love to just hear any final thoughts that people listening to this podcast that you hope they take away from this conversation today. Um, not really any, anything added. I'll just sum it up. You summed it up pretty well, but, um, all of these things are going to take some time and effort, but really they will simplify your life. And so just know, even though it's hard to do some of these things, um, as you continually show up and be vulnerable, it's going to be worth it. I love it. All right. Thank you, Jenica, for being here. I agree. When we have this connection, it makes our mom life simpler because it takes some of the burden off of us. We have friends to share the load. We just feel supported and things aren't quite as heavy. So I love the things that you've shared. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit chanelnielsen.com or go to bit dot ly forward slash mom life book to get your copy of my brand new book stop putting yourself last i love to hear from you so reach out with your questions your feedback and let me know how i can help make your mom life simple